Welcome to the What's Good Podcast. I'm your host, Milton Young. Welcome to episode 24. I'm here with my guest, Kirill Braun. Very excited to have him here today. Um, I've actually had the pleasure of knowing Kirill now for about three to four years, much of which I've trained. Um, Kirill is a black belt over at MSBJJ. He's also a yoga instructor at his own studio, Sila Yoga. Um, Kirill is a very good friend, excellent training partner, and I'm glad to have him on the show. Kirill, what's good? What's good, my man? How you doing, guy? I'm good, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This no, thank here. you for uh, for joining. So, listen, did you see the fights yesterday? I have not. No. You haven't seen a fight? No, I didn't um, watch it. There's a fight with Cub Swanson and um, Cron Gracie. Oh, how'd it go? It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It wow. was a, It was surprisingly enough. It was a slugfest. Uh huh. And. Uh, I think what everyone realized, which surprised a lot of people, was how tough Kron was. Yeah. To make it all the way to the third round, it, it didn't really go to the ground a lot. He uh -huh. tried. Uh, I think it exposed some holes in his game because sure. people were talking about his inability to get it to the floor. Mm -hmm. Like there wasn't any wrestling there. But uh, I think that kid has a very promising future just because of how he, the way he was walking forward, mm -hmm. um, you could see, like, I guess he trains with uh, the Diaz brothers a lot. Mm -hmm. So his, you can see his his um, hands have improved tremendously, mm -hmm. and but he still has a lot of work to do in terms of getting the fight to the yeah. ground and How just controlling the wrestling um, by decision. Okay. It was by decision. But yeah. Cub Swanson did a very good job of controlling all the rounds, and because um, he wasn't really, Kron uh, wasn't really able to wrestle him down to the ground. It just it didn't really go go his way, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, Cub Swanson, he, he's he's no joke, you know, he, he's the real deal. And uh, I don't know if you read one of the Kron's interview. He was saying, "I want to fight the best, and the reason why I want to expose everything that I need to work on." So he, he's just a, uh, a phenomenal fighter. You know, not a lot of people, because of their ego, would want to fight the best of the best. That's true. But he wants to improve. He wants to be the best. So he wants to fight top dogs to see, hey. I got a hold here, I got a hold here, I got to work on this, right? So now we're going to take the tape and study and see where it needs the improvement. So I, I, I give him a tremendous amount of respect for doing that. So do I. So. And I also give him a tremendous amount of respect for the amount of the, how he's handling the pressure of being a Gracie and the fact that his father was undefeated and the fact that his family had such an overwhelming um, influence on the UFC, and martial arts in general, uh, for him to just go in there, fight his own fight and... He didn't look, he didn't hang his head at all after the loss. He mm -hmm. just, I think he just looked at it as a part of his journey, you know? Um, and it's, I, I know everyone expected him to come in there and kind of be undefeated, undefeated, which is a little bit unfair. Yeah, but I mean, I think like the expectations are crazy because if you really think about the time when Hickson was fighting, like jujitsu wasn't as exposed as it is right now, right? So Hickson was still one of the kind right mm -hmm. his style right his, yeah. uh, his technique so that's why he was such a dominant fighter because people just couldn't do shit excuse yeah. my language no it's true know? no 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 and now now people just overall becoming good mixed martial artists so it's a lot tougher um to do the same what Hickson did. And as dominantly as he did, mm -hmm. like you're saying, because a lot of the stuff he was applying, people didn't even know what it was for the first time. Yeah. You know, it was the first time they were seeing it. They didn't know how to defend it. Exactly. Now, I mean, even Cub Swanson said when he was preparing for the fight that there were a lot of gyms that wouldn't train with him. Um, for They wouldn't let him do jujitsu or roll with him in their school because Gracie has such an influence mm -hmm. on that. But that just shows how much it, 
the fact that he was training to defend some of the stuff that Gracie was going to be, that Kwame was going to be doing to him just shows you that he's able to prepare for it where other people couldn't prepare mm-hmm. for his fight for, um, for Hickson, which was interesting. Yeah, I forgot all about that fight. Yeah. I, I, I really did. I would love to watch that. It's a, it's, it's a great fight. You're going you're gonna to enjoy that. Definitely. Definitely. So listen, we're going to take it back with you because you have such an interesting story. I remember the first time I, I met you. Yeah, I didn't know that at one point. I mean, how long have you lived in the States? 13 going on my 14th. 13 going on 14. And when I met you, well, I think maybe three, four years ago. Yeah, I'd say at least four or five. Your English was very good. Thank you. Very good. So, but at one point, you you couldn't speak any English when no. you first came here. Correct. Yeah. When you, so you moved here from Russia. Yeah. Where, where did you live? Tell me about that. Where did you live in Russia? In Russia? Yeah. And what was that, so, what was that life like? <laughs> that's that's a different chapter of my life. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I want to hear about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what kind of you know made me uh, put put a biggest foundation. You know, growing up in that area. Um, so I grew up in the in the south, down south of Russia, which is about uh, two and a half hour flight from Moscow. So okay. down south, we border with uh, it's like North Caucasus. They call it. we border with Chechnya, Dagestan, all those countries. So we get you know some wild stuff going on, especially when I was growing up, like in the nineties. We'll get like trains blowing up, uh, you know, uh, hospital getting like just attacked by terrorists. Like, I mean, shit was wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like my mom won't let me drive the train because like she was so terrified that uh, you know it, it could be blowing up. My That's mom. Unru- so yeah. what was the where was that threat coming from? Just terrorists because the like the Chechnya was a lot a lot of uh, issues going on there and and uh, a lot of terrorists came uh, from that area. Wow. So yeah, it, it was pretty gnarly, man. Growing up there, um, and your you know, town was about eighteen hundred people. Eighteen hundred people or so. We get small. warnings, like because you know it's a passage. You know, if you look at the in the maps, the passage is kind of, you know, down south is closer to all those like countries that uh, possibly you know lead mm-hmm. towards like terrorists and yeah, stuff. Exactly. So people will go through and we'll get like warnings once in a while, like we you know there there's some terrorists been seen like passing through the mountains there because it's a North Caucasus, one of the mm-hmm. actually I think it's a, the tallest uh, mountains uh, mountain um, that we have there. So there 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 was a lot of going on there and. Uh, you know, back back going back with like Chechnya, um, lots of lots of stuff like military stuff. I, I mean, unknown just stuff. Deep, yeah, 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 just, yeah. But there uh, was just that looming threat. Yeah, but uh, I mean, and just overall, growing up in the small village, um, you know, people uh, people weren't doing too good. You know, you know, a lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs. Um, you know, like I, I I tell the story all the time. Uh, every summer, for some reason, for like a few years in a row, like we get our water lines like pop pipe just like will broke down, right? Like burst, and we won't have water for like a week or two. So oh you get God. this, yeah, you get a truck with water at like three o'clock in the morning, <clears throat> right? So we would get up, and we lived on like a third floor, kind of like a project kind of thing, right? Like apartment. Um, so we'll get up three in the morning. Me and my brother would go, uh, you know, carry buckets of water because we don't have any water. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then you boil, boil a pot of water, and then that's how you take a shower. So yeah, you know, I, I was, I, I was always like, 
you know, work, 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 let's go, you know, growing up because we had to, you know, we, I think I think until I was 18, maybe I went to the restaurant once or twice. You cannot be serious. I swear to God, dude, I will, would never go out. Like, first of all, it was expensive. Second, when you have any restaurants or cafes in our village, like you have to drive like 40 minutes to like the nearest uh, uh, restaurant or a cafe, like, or like pizzeria which wasn't even you know in a 90s pizzeria. we didn't have a pizzeria like, you know, one pizzeria like some some russian guy made up some pizza, it's like, pizza you know? so that that's how i grew up man you know just uh, hardcore labor we grew freaking potatoes what was that what was that like being a potato farmer dude it's miserable it's miserable like i mean it teaches you hard work but like i don't know if you know anything about potatoes no but i want to so dude, tell me a little bit tell you about it it's man. crazy it's great so first you gotta you know first you gotta put the potatoes in the ground right yeah. <laughs> you know you gotta see that right so then throughout the month throughout the summertime you gotta make sure there's no weeds growing around so you take this freaking thing i don't know how would you describe it in English? Basically, it's like a kind that's like a dagger, so yeah. sort of like a dagger. Okay. And the one second, you just, you know, you kill the freaking weeds. And you do it like a few times um, throughout the process. Then you got to spray that, you know, with the with the chemicals so the bugs won't eat the freaking ah, leaves, right? Right, right. And right. then, you know, this is the worst part is when you uh, harvest in the potatoes because we harvested in like September, but because I'm from south of Russia, like, it's still like 80 degrees, 85 in like September, right? right. So you in the field, you are. feel nothing. There's nothing around 85 degrees. Like you get there at like seven o'clock and you don't leave until like five, 6 p.m. Oh my God. You just, you just keep putting potatoes and they put them in the freaking bags, you know, and you, and then you got to help your uncle, help freaking <laughs> your cousin, you know, so you're like basically slaving for like days until you harvest the potatoes. So, and some people live like that for yeah, their whole entire do. lives. They yeah, they still do. They still do. So, but and that hard work. You see, that's I think that's the difference between America and a lot of these other countries. Like me coming from Jamaica, mm -hmm. my uh, my father was an immigrant as well, and he was he was like you, super super hard working. But in Jamaica, you can work as hard as you want. You stay at a high level of work just so you can survive. Yeah. While here in America, and tell me if you agree or disagree that the harder you work the further ahead you get. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. There, you you don't have other choice. If you want to survive, you got to work hard. Yeah. Here, if you work hard, you can get somewhere. Exactly, you know? exactly. And a lot of people don't appreciate it, right? So you can get greedy. It's oh, true. this sucks, this sucks. Oh, go live, you know, there for... So you know, and that's the thing, a lot of people have, say this sucks, but they don't have a reference point of what really sucks Exactly. while you do. Exactly. Do you think that gave you an advantage when you were... 100%, man, 100%. Exactly. So also, um, there was a, a mountain close by you, Camel Mountain, I'm yeah, saying yeah, it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it inspired some of your tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, tell yeah. me more about that. So th there's this mountain, and I mean, that's that's the one, like, the place around from, it's, like, amazing. It's beautiful. It's kind of similar to Adirondacks, lots of mountains, like mm -hmm. the pine type of trees. And uh, we had this Camel Mountain that was, I don't know, maybe, like, uh, two or three miles away from my village, and, like, when you like when i would get out of my apartment go downstairs you just see this like huge like you know it's so such a powerful like feeling that you get you see this like humongous mountain like it's like on your hand you know oh, like, wow. it's just amazing like, yeah, it's, like, yeah right yeah. there yeah and uh you know we hiked it i mean i've hiked it dozens of times you know and it just uh it's a, something small that reminds me uh, you know i i don't um 
I don't like to forget where I come from. So mm -hmm. this is like a reminder, like just remember we, where you come from, you know, and it, it's a, it's an everyday, like a daily reminder, you know. Why is that? Why do you hold that so dear to you? Why don't you want to forget? I, I just don't want to forget my roots, man. A lot of people, uh, you know, especially when they uh, become successful, they tend to forget where they come from. They yeah. get greedy, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, oh, I'm better than uh, everybody else. And I'm not like that. And I want to have that uh, a piece of uh, mother motherland, you know, reminding where I grew up and how I grew up, mm -hmm. you know, and then I want that to uh, I don't want to forget that. How does how, how does the role of your family play into that? Because I notice with a lot of your social media, you spend a lot of time with your family. Your brother, you and your brother have an extremely close relationship. Yeah, he. I mean, he. I owe him a lot. You know, he uh, he paid for my ticket to come here. You know, mm -hmm. he paid for my education when I uh, went to college in Russia. I went to, for a couple of years. He paid for all that. And then he paid for my ticket to come here. And so we, he, gave uh, you, he gave you that opportunity. Yeah, he he's, he's pretty much the reason why I ever... Uh, came here you know he's someone else that really impresses me because um and correct me if i'm wrong but when he first came here he started as a dishwasher at applebee's uh not quite dishwasher so his story is pretty amazing too so um he had a friend who came to glens falls in the like 1999 or like early 2000s right mm -hmm. and finch finch used yeah. To, yeah finch, finch paper paper yeah. used to hire students for exchange students to work and they paid like great money you know for a student come here for summertime you know they're they're bust their butts and then they make money and then boom they go home so his friends like listen go to glens falls go go to finch like you make good money you know you work hard but you make good money so here he is uh he Flew into JFK, then took a bus down to Glens Falls. Hundred dollars in his pocket, right? He <laughs> he spent like night in hostel in uh, New York City. Then he came here, right? Like eleven o'clock at night, uh, right in downtown Glens Falls. You know where the buses yeah, yeah. stop, right? Trying to find a hotel, have no idea. You know, eleven o'clock at night, you're in a freaking different country. Like he went to college uh, for English, so he okay. he could speak English, right? So he's asking people like, "Hey, hotel," you know, and they show him. He went to freaking Clearview, which is oh, hilarious. Oh, wow, that's hilarious. Out of all the hotels, you went there. Guys, that's the worst hotel possibly you could stay in Glens Falls if you ever have to stay anywhere. If you have to stay somewhere, don't stay don't in there stay pretty much. You. That's the way I'm asking. Well, go ahead. So, yeah, it was summertime. You know, summer prices is a little bit higher. So I think they charge him like something like 50 bucks or okay. 60 back then. Yeah. He only, mind, he only had 100 bucks. Yeah. Right, so this guy... Uh, spend the night in a hotel and then, you know, he gets up, he's like, I got to find this, you know, place, the Finch paper. Uh, he goes in there and they're like, oh, dude, sir, we stopped hiring students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, then he's like, all right. So he goes to Burger King, you know, he, he gets, he gets the meal, you know, spills freaking soda, you know, everywhere because he didn't know how to put a top on or something, something crazy like that. You know, like you can get with a different country, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what people do and things like that. So then he goes to uh, downtown Glens Falls to labor ready. Like okay. somehow he found out that, you know, you can get a job there. And then he meets the guy there who like ran the place, uh, which is an amazing human being because he helped him to find a job. He let him stay and live with him for like four or five months. Wow. Yeah. yeah you don't find people like no, that. No, no. Like just like the... Just trust and just Yeah, like, it's the crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he stayed with him about, I think maybe like even five, six months or something. So he helped him to find a job at Applebee's and, uh, you know, they hired him as a fry cook. 
Okay. Yeah, Fry okay. Cook. He, he started as a Fry Cook, you know, working late nights because that's how they do when you start off. They didn't give you a good shift. So they give yeah, you like, you know, like, shifts yeah, no exactly. Yeah, and they're like, and, you know, I know how you're familiar with the restaurant business, like the turnover in restaurant business. It's crazy. Yeah, people quit, you know, don't show up. So, you know, they call him up for a few shifts that people like never showed up and they're like, oh, this guy is good, you know, let's, let's keep him, you know, here, give him hours and stuff like that. So he started to fry cook and, you know, next thing you know, he was in the, uh, you know, a few years later, he was a, a kitchen manager and then he got a promotion and became a general manager for Applebee's. That is amazing. You know, coming here with a hundred bucks. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So that must have inspired you onto a whole different Definitely, world. man. I, I mean, I started at Applebee's myself, yeah. right? And he trained me, dude. I came here, I spoke zero English. That's what's the part that totally zero. surprises me. Like, man, I had one day, you know, that's like 13, you know, years ago. I remember like it was yesterday. Um, I'm 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 in a fryer cooking this freaking tortilla chips and I'm like I'm so behind on prep. I'm like angry, frustrated, I can't understand shit. You know, and I'm like, what am I doing here? Like I can't understand anything. Like I feel like a total freaking dummy, you know, I just like I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. Like why why am I here? Like I start like kinda questioning yourself. questioning myself. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? Like, dude, my brother came here by himself with a hundred bucks in his pocket, you know, and now where he is, like, if he could do it, like, I got him. He didn't have anybody. That's amazing. He didn't have anybody. I have him. Like, he could help me. He can teach me, you know, like, like, so I just basically told myself, shut the heck up. And, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. You know, That's I, awesome. can, I can speak. So how long after that conversation that you had with yourself there? Was it before you, because um, I know you went and you got your citizenship. I got my citizenship actually, what, two years ago? Two yeah, or three years so ago. how many, that was a long time ago. It was a long it was stretch. A it was so a long how, how exciting was that to see it be there swearing and speaking English? Yeah, it was amazing, <laughs> man. It, you know, I, I was, uh, I, I take I take this, uh, you know, more a little bit more serious, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be, you know, a citizen here and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm happy and thankful for opportunity to live here, you know, and create my life and create relationships that I can. And, uh, you know, you say that so, so simply when you say create your life and create the relationships. But I think you're one of the people that really did do that. Like, then just say it. You seems like everything that you say you want to do, you do it from just looking up things about you from starting with fighting with mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu actually being in the mma and actually getting into the cage and then coming out i saw when you i saw when you got your you peaked your interest was peaked in yoga mm -hmm. and then after i'm seeing you get certifications then i'm seeing you opening up a business mm -hmm. then i'm seeing you up on a mountain with five people yeah. then i'm seeing you on a beach with 60 people like it was just, yeah, it just yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's like a roller coaster it's a roller coaster but the whole thing is that what i think is really amazing with you is when you're strong as you show up you know, and on top of that, you're also a black belt at jujitsu, and you're not just someone that has a belt that's hanging up. You teach, and you grow every day at that. So there's so much to learn from that in terms of well, one, how the hell did you get your drive? Where'd you get your drive from? Is it because you remember where you came from, or is it just because it's instilled that hard work and that's been instilled in you? Or I, th I think it's a multiple things, really. You know, I really. I enjoy doing things that make me a better person. Okay. Right? Like mentally, physically, and when I do that, I like I'm a kind of a freak when I do something and I like it. I want to be like okay. not just average. I want to be like the best. 
I want to, I'm going to put the, my best effort to whatever I'm doing. Therefore, like you saying, I have such a great English, right? And I can speak and Fair. write and read Russian, right? Yeah. And the reason being why I always improve, right? I would literally listen to people, how they pronounce something. I will listen to people when they correct me and saying like, this is not how you say this. Mm -hmm. This is how you say this word, right? And I'll, I'll take it, you know, to my brain and uh, perfect it, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I, I'm, I was always the kind of guy who's, uh, you know, I'm, if I say something, I'm gonna do it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I if I say I'm gonna jump from the plane, I will, and right. I did. You yeah, know, yeah, right. if I say I'm gonna, you know, open up a yoga, I do that. And the reason, the 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 drive that I get, the main drive that I get with jujitsu and yoga, is I experienced that, and that made me who I am. So now I want to share that, right? Yeah, like the do. biggest joy. When you share, whether I'm teaching jujitsu or I'm teaching yoga, the biggest joy when I share that and, and see people transform from that teaching and getting better, getting happier, that, that's like the, that, you know, you can't buy that with There's money. You know, no that's like, it's like you getting high. Like yes. I get high from that, yeah, you're right. you know, and that keeps me driving. Like when I see people transform their lives, you know, like I experienced that, I, I became so happy and I want to see people happy, right? You yeah. like as funny as it sounds, like you only live once, but it's true. And do you want to be miserable for the rest of your life, or you want to be happy and just enjoy life, right? Like when you when you happy when you did something that make you like so happy. I don't know I said happy three hundred times, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when no, you, but when you did something right that like you're like you feel this drive, you just like you know you like charged. Like what do you want to do? first you want to share that right i want to tell my close one listen i did this it feel freaking amazing you know you always want to share right when 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 we get sad and miserable we kind of just close down and we hide and we don't show yeah, up 100 yeah right. but that this is what i'm trying to get like and i don't know if you follow like my social media almost oh, definitely i, I bring oh, yeah. so much awareness this is this is me mind tricking people like <laughs> i'm like without you letting you know i'm tricking them in like bringing their awareness to this this and that that, like you know who, who the hell was it i think oh gary v you probably follow oh, him he, he's gary. he's he's the man right yeah. um he said when you can share like your biggest fears you like you like most powerful because you got nothing to be ashamed of and yeah. like fear right like so i want to like expose that right if you can share something that you would make you feel like embarrassed or this or that guess what like none of your like enemies per se, people who don't like you, they have nothing else to say about you because right. you already said it. It's true. That's a you good know? point. That's a good point. So, so that type of attitude and that approach, I can kind of sum it up in one word. It's fearlessness, right? I feel like that's really what it comes from. Yeah, I've preached that, and tell me if you you agree. Like, I've reached. I haven't reached a hundred percent fearlessness, but I'm reaching a much higher level than the normal person. Mm -hmm. um, I, I attest a lot of that to you to jujitsu. I didn't have that fearlessness until I started rolling on a mat and really getting an idea of how strong I was, how capable I was of defending myself, and then getting a better assessment of how much better people were out there fighting, like smaller guys. Mm -hmm. I'm a big, I'm two, 210 right now. I mm -hmm. think when I rolled with you, I was 220 and you manhandled me. And it was, 
it was shocking because the size difference was yeah, so yeah. so different. I was exhausted. I used all of my energy, which is and all my strength, which mm-hmm. is a lot stronger than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And you were just chilling, just riding the wave yeah. and just relaxing. I remember when we got done, you didn't even breathe heavy, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> "Good roll, man. Good." Yeah, roll. I remember. It's funny. I do remember. I that. remember we you were, were savage. We were Spice City. And yeah. I was like back there. I think it was like about buck fifty five. Buck fifty five. Yeah. yeah. I remember you know, looking at you. I'm like, on yeah, the good this day, be interesting. On the good day. Yeah. yeah. And I just smile because I I knew you know what it is like when you when you that's I've been doing jujitsu for probably more than five six years right yeah. so when you when you have that experience like I knew what to expect yeah so that's why I'm just okay let's, <laughs> let's go, go let's smiling, go yeah, 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 you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a good time for yeah. me but you know for you like oh snap like, that was a storm yeah this, this is, is unbelievable and I remember before I I remember talking to two people. And you come in and you had that you had the tattoo on. I think I think it was the bear then. Did you have the bear tattoo of that? Uh, not when I was a purple belt. I but had you a jujitsu had, tattoo. Yeah, the jujitsu right? tattoo on it. But I remember you were over there. Did your um, your yeah, not your gi, but your uh, you know your uh, tights. Your tights. Did they have a bear on or something? There was something with a bear. I had a t-shirt with the bear. Yeah, that's what you're on. That's what. So I'm mm-hmm. like. Um, I saw you were well, really soft spoken, and you were sh- greeting everybody. And I'm like, dude, he's, who's that guy over there? He's like, you don't want to roll with him. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Why? He's like, nice. He's like, yeah, he's very nice, but when he goes on the, the mat, he changes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who said that. I'm like the nicest guy to roll with. No, you are, you are. But let me tell you something though. When you're rolling with you. Well, and someone's rolling with you, you don't give them anything. They have to earn everything oh, yeah. that they get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you would think, just look at the size effort that I could do anything I want. Mm-hmm. And when you realize like, uh, <laughs> that's, nope. that's not happening. Yeah. So how'd you get introduced to uh, jujitsu? What was your first experience walking in the door? Where were you? Yeah, it's another uh, great story. So <clears throat> I was, what, 19? I think I was almost like 20. Oh, yeah, almost 20. So, you know, 19, 20 year old. Um, all I want to do is kind of like hang out, have fun, mm-hmm. party, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of foreign exchange students come summertime, Lake George, Saratoga. So I was just like hanging out, you know, I'm 20, like, you know, have a few drinks here, there, party, whatever. And, uh, my brother already started jujitsu. And the reason why he started, uh, we, we used to, I mean, we used to be like huge in UFC and pride. Uh, and, uh, I remember spot city, they had a commercial, like a local commercial, like between, uh, you know, fights and UFC, you know, spot city jujitsu, blah, 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 you know, come in. So he started doing it because we've always watched UFC, me and my brother. So he started jujitsu, right? So I'm like summertime, I'm partying, you know, outside he's doing it, you know, he's getting his stripes, you know, he's like, he's like, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. This shit's awesome. You know, like he's <laughs> telling me all the ball, go, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just like everyone. Yeah. yeah, so then, then, um, remember that night when Matt Sarah knocked out GSP? For oh, title? yeah. So I was like, whoa, like I got so excited and pumped. I'm like, this is amazing, you know, and our lineage is uh, with Matt Sarah, right? Right, so, so Chad Beatty, he had Matt Sarah uh, come to Saratoga for like just, you know, sign like magazines and, and just like greet people yeah, and stuff. I'm like, Freaking UFC welterweight champ comes here, like hello, you know, I'm yeah, gonna right. be there. So I went there by myself. Um, you know, <laughs> it was funny. I'm all this like so like cliche, but like Russian looking. I had this brown leather jacket, you know, like <laughs> shiny shoes, like some pants. I had like a big old gold chain, you know, like a uh, you know like a Russian mobster type of thing. Yeah, of course. I'm, like walk in there, like old tell <laughs> And uh, you know, I, I meet my sir, dude. Could barely speak English. I'm like hello. 
And I was like, I show him a magazine. He's like, uh, who do you want to make it to? I go, I've just put down Mr. Russian. <laughs> he puts down Mr. Russia, you know, Matt Sari signed that magazine. And uh, Chad Beatty talked to me. He's like, when are you going to start? When are you going to start? You know, he's all hyper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I go, soon, soon, soon. Um, so I'm like, all right, I want to do this because all the students left. So I got not nobody to party with, right? I can't right. speak the language. You know, yeah. I, don't have, I didn't have really like uh, American friends just yet. So I was like, you know, well, I got nothing else to do. I might as well do jujitsu. So me and my brother start rolling on the freaking carpet floor. He showed me like, you know, simple. The real basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. you know, uh, he showed me like uh, arm bar, I think. Then he showed me uh, straight ankle lock. Okay. So, you know, we did it like, because I was like, I didn't want to like, you know, back then it was different. Right, right. now it's a little more humbling. Yeah. Well, it was humbling, but right yeah, now it's a little more welcoming. welcming. Yeah, yeah, welcoming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to go there and get my ass beat, right? So he showed me this straight ankle lock. I'm like, okay, he showed me a couple moves, but roll with them. Same thing, like I would get exhausted. You won't, yeah. you won't be as exhausted because he was still a white belt. Yeah. So like, all right, after like a month or two, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And, uh, you know, I go in there for first class with, with my brother. And uh, back then, you could roll like first day. I don't care if you had experience or not. Boom, go, right? Uh, so I rolled with the with one of blue belts. One okay. of blue belts there. My first roll ever blue belt. I'm That's like, okay. Unreal. Yeah, so we roll and we're going at it, you know, boom, boom, boom. Then I catch that straight ankle lock on him and I tap him. What? He tapped out. I was like, yeah. You know, then he manhandled me. He didn't submit me though, but uh, I just, I just like guess, like I tap. I go, oh, dude, I'm done. I'm like exhausted. Well, I was, I was still pretty proud. First of all, I tapped out freaking blue belt. Then that, he couldn't even get me. So that like, real, yeah, yeah. I was like, huh, okay, yeah. Like, I, I, that's I a big think, deal. Yeah, I like this, like, because I, you know, even if I got my uh, ass whoop, I would still do it. But then that fact that you performed so well your first role, it just kind of gives you that added confidence. Yeah, like, huh, I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe there's something to this. Yeah, maybe I should do this. Yeah. Like, Feels like I, you know, like I'm getting this right. So then we start, we start going to jujitsu. All that kind of inspired me to do it. You know, meeting Matt Sarah for the first time, and uh, you know, my brother always, let's go, let's go. So I start, I started going there, and uh, you know, it kind of went from there. So me and my brother used to go together. That's again back then. I could barely speak. Yeah, like dope. he would explain it. He would be my drilling partner, right? Mm -hmm. So he he would be my drilling partner for a few months. Then he had a promotion, so he had to move. Uh, not to move. He had to go uh, and work in uh, Saratoga, and his schedule all changed up because he was a manager. And uh, like that was like the biggest things. I'm like shit. Like I just you know. I just didn't have uh, confidence. I'm like, I can't freaking talk. Like, can't speak. I can't uh -huh. understand. And uh, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna go there and watch. So I would go by myself uh, twice a week, and I would just watch technique. Wow. And then I just went from there. That's amazing. Yeah. So how many from you from you just going learning and. When did you start going to classes regularly? When did you start getting comfortable enough to go there by yourself and I, I actually still, participate? I didn't wait. I didn't wait much. I was like, I just, you know, I had, again, the conversation in my head. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to go. And, yeah. and, I, and I did. I didn't stop going after my brother, you know, schedule changed. Yeah. Uh, he kind of went on a career path and I just stuck with jiu-jitsu. Yeah, because yeah, I enjoyed it so much. And, um, you know, and then from there... I, I my my English will start improve and uh, I start like hanging up hanging out with this uh, girl and she helped me uh, American girl mm -hmm. she like she helped me a lot because I would spend so much time with her my yeah. English went from, like from here to like phew, yeah you know like a huge jump so I I was able to uh, understand more at least like basics very much yeah mm -hmm. yeah so so how long did it take you before you were in the ring for the first time fighting 
Um, <clears throat> so I got my blue belt then, which which was like eight or nine months, I think. Okay. And um, then I kind of... Wait, you got your blue belt in eight or nine months? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean... But yeah. you were just going... You were a beast. You were just going all yeah, the time. Yeah. You know, I, I was... I was, You know, I'm not going to say I was like, oh, you know, I'm this guy. And that was I, under, was, I was doing great. I and that was under great. Eddie Fivey? Yes. That was... Yeah. That was... That's I started a, when Eddie was a purple belt. Yeah. yeah. That was, that's an accomplishment, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I was... I was going, I was doing real good. And I want to, I don't want to sound like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 but I was doing really good against higher level people. Yeah. And it will be just like, you know, yeah. weird holding me in white belt. You no, know, no, no, that's that good. Long. That's good. So, yeah. And then, so I, did you compete in, in jujitsu first? I know you had a competition yes, in jujitsu. I had, I had a, I had a bunch. I did, I did my first competition literally right after like two months of training. Jesus. I didn't care. Like I just that's insane. Go. And and for people that don't really know a lot with jujitsu, a lot of people when they first start training, they're really scared to compete because one, they feel like they're going to get hurt. Two, they're just not confident in their ability. And three, it's freaking scary because when you do compete, the person there not necessarily trying to hurt you, but if you are going to get hurt in jujitsu under comp- competition is more likely when it's going to happen mm-hmm. because you're not rolling with a training partner. You're rolling no, with yeah. someone that you're competing you're with. Yeah. And you're going a hundred percent. So for you to be like, yep, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, nor do I really speak the language. I'm just going to go in and do that. This kind of shows that fearlessness we were speaking about. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, I, I, I learned, like I knew a triangle choke, you know, I, I knew like some submissions and, you know, I got long legs and yeah. I was very flexible. Yeah. My hips are very flexible. And how'd your first competition go? I, my first match was triangle choke i get a guy with a triangle choke i think i saw match. that i think i saw that video you could you yeah. could you could or was that the russian arm bar where when you went to oh a- that was the other one that's that was my blue ball this is this is like my white ball yeah. I, I could show it to you sometime but i get this triangle choke then second guy like i get exhausted i beat him by points but like like 12 to 2 or something but wow. i was exhausted and then i lost to the guy who like swept me but he was this just like gigantic guy he just held me down like you oh. know after two months of training I didn't have enough knowledge yeah you know I'm not gonna make excuse but I'm like excuse <laughs> either way I lost to the guy by like a one point he won the whole thing and uh, yeah my division was like 20 something people but he won the whole thing I don't know freaking bastard but you know for I, I was like for two months of training like, that's this is pretty, 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 pretty damn good what was it what was it like your next time you're going as a blue belt different world oh absolutely so I went, so I had a fight. We were talking about fight, right? So I took a time off because, you know, I was like 20 and, you know, I met this girl, <laughs> this crap, you know, <laughs> typical. Oh, I'm in love. Course. You're not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I took a time off and then, you know, I had a heartbreak up and yeah. all, whatever. So I was like, well, you know what? Like, I just wasted three months of uh, not going to jujitsu. Like, the whole summer I spent with this freaking girl. So, and then I was like, all right, I'm going back. So I start, I went back in September. Uh, then I go to see one of the first cage combats, and I, had, I think Matt was already fighting. Okay. And I, and I see my other buddies, like my, my jujitsu comrades, you know, and yeah. they're like kicking ass. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> this is freaking awesome. Like, I want to get in that cage. Like, Kirill, you know, 20 year old Kirill was a little bit different than now. Like, yeah. I didn't freaking. Fearless beyond yeah. fearless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's go. I don't care. Right. Like, I want to test myself, you know, and that was the biggest, like, one of the biggest reasons. Um, I want to see how real it is. Like, yeah. I want to check my jujitsu. Like, I want to see like how that works and what what I've learned. So, I went back and I just start training like hardcore. You know, start taking like boxing classes. Yeah, wow. you know, just rolling on stuff mm-hmm. like sparring with MMA gloves on. We like beat the crap out of each other, and then comes uh, like 
February, I think, I had my first fight. What? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I know you remember that. Like, oh, dude. I, my first fight is literally the best first fight that could ever happen to like anyone. Tell me. Well, hey, I'll tell you first, I had two guys dropped off before the fight. One guy dropped before, like 10 days before the fight. Uh, then Chad's like, well, I have this guy, he's a blue belt. You know, he's going to be like a little heavier, like maybe 10 pounds, maybe more. That's a big difference. Yeah. And, you know, I train my ass off, dude. I, I trained for two months, nonstop, like hardcore, you know, like no excuses. I was like, dude, I don't care. You put a freaking gorilla in that cage. Oh, awesome. like, that I don't is care. awesome. Like, I yeah. train my ass off. I'm ready. Like, I don't care who it is. Just give it to me, right? And, uh, yeah, this this guy... He, real good dude you know we we talked after uh so he was a blue belt i think it was like empire mma or something so in the same level i'm like a one stripe blue belt he's kind of the same same uh same level and um so i played soccer this is gonna go like back and forth so I, I played soccer since i was five years old i played forward position right mm -hmm. used to kick and kicking the ball right and uh one you know one day i'm hitting mitts with uh, eddie eddie fivey our professor and uh, he goes, he was holding tie, uh, tie pads, right, more tie pads. Yeah. He's like, high kick. So I go, wham. He's like, holy shit, that's hard. <laughs> I go, yeah, I played soccer. He's like, okay. So he's like, all right, so in your fight, you're going to square up with this guy. He's like, I guarantee he's going to drop the front hand, like his jabbing hand, right? You see that? You kick him in the face. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. Right? So, you know, fight time comes in. Uh, I didn't even get to warm up. This was hectic. I'm, I just started warming up. And the fight before me, guys, freaking hill hooked the other guy in like a freaking 30 seconds. Oh. So I'm not warmed up. I'm like, all right, you got to go. I'm like, shit. Right? You know, back in the day. Of like, course. Yeah. Whatever. So I get in there, you know, we square up with this guy, you know, big guy, like muscular, I don't know, 10, 12 pounds shaver. You know, again, not 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 caring, whatever. That didn't write in your mind. You really no. no. I, I, you know... Like I said, I, I once I get to that mode, like, and it's funny, like, you can be nervous all you want, but I don't know how how it's for everybody else. But when I when when I was getting in the cage, like in that door shut, like you, everything just poof disappears. You just see that person in front of you, and you know what you gotta do, and uh, you're not worried about outcome. You just I'm here, let's go. You know that's that was my mindset at least for the first first fight. And, uh, yeah, so we square up, you know, we exchange a little wild. Obviously, none of us had a great boxing, you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, silly looking stuff. And then, you know, I, I made I made space and, okay, I don't want to, like, you know, do anything stupid. And then I literally see him, his uh, left hand drops. I'm, like, in my brain, like, turn. I go, boom, kicked him. He went down on his fours. I was like, holy shit, I didn't know I kicked that hard, right? <laughs> So then I just, you know, I, I hug his waist. He's like in a turtle position and just start pounding his, um, uh, his, his face. And I took his back. He, he, uh, he recovered a little bit. He was doing a good job defending his uh, neck. You know, I was trying to get rear naked. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to waste my energy, you know, try to like squeeze the crap out of him. Then my arm's going to be burned out. So I let him go. Then he escapes. As he's getting up, I uppercut him right in the nose, dude. He's gushing blood like crazy, right? Then, you know, we square up. I'm getting like a little bit uh, low tired, you know, adrenaline dump. Kind adrenaline of. dump yeah, because yeah, I, I jump on I go, ah, ah, you know, like crazy hitting him. Uh, and then... I go for a kick, I slip on my butt. <laughs> he falls down, he tries to hit me a little bit. Dude, he's bleeding all over me. His nose is just gushing, I'm covered in blood. And, uh, you know, I kept going for armbar, um, leg under, like Fader loves that armbar. Yeah. And, you know, I did once or twice. And then a third time, I ended up getting my leg on top of his shoulder and locking a triangle. 
Then I left the triangle, got his arm across, right? I pull it down and I just start like cross hammer fist. So oh you're getting shocked, your nose is like gushing blood, and you're getting punched in the face. And then he just tapped out. So yeah, that, of that was my first fight. That's your first Yeah. Uh, and I'm like riding around, like, covered in blood. I run in back to the locker room. People look at me like, what's going on? Yeah, this guy, he's freaking nuts. How long did you ride that wave? Like that, that high from winning that fight? It just went for it. I, it, it, I don't know, man. It, definitely like a month or two. I it's was crazy, like, right? Yeah, you like, just uh, like, yeah. Especially with all the preparation song. that you put into I've never been in the cage before, mm-hmm. but for building up for a comedy show, like that's the closest I can get to making that comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just having a preparing for it, you know, it takes you months. And then leading up to it, and then you're getting in the moment, which is awesome, which really only lasts like a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you recall all those details as they were happening, as it was happening, it feels. It feels like a second, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like an outer body experience. Mm-hmm. But then when you're done and it goes right and you got the performance you wanted, which for you is a win and for me it's just a good show. Yeah. That high is just something that I know you just can't explain it. No, no. no. And now I know why some of these, you'll see some of these UFC fighters that are retired come back because they miss that. That's yeah. what they're missing. They don't miss getting punched in the face. They don't miss getting, you know, going home with mm-hmm, the pain mm-hmm. and stuff. They miss that high, yeah. you know, and just being under those lights and imagine all the fans that you have, it just amplifies yeah. it, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. It, it just, it's, you know, at that point, some fighters, like, they got to think about safety. You do No, because you, you take so much damage. It does. Like, you yeah, want to enjoy the rest of your life. It's a different game. It's a completely yeah. different game. Yeah, like, uh, I think GSP is the best. I think he's, I think, I think he's the GOAT because part of being the GOAT, I think you have to master the game. Mm -hmm. And I think he's mastered the game now to the point where he usually, he literally picks who he wants to fight. I mean, that's how it has been. He comes and he fights and he leaves. And I feel, and tell me what you think about this. I feel that there's something interesting going on with the UFC. It's becoming this, um, it's a business now and I get that. Of course. they're just milling these these champions. Like Conor McGregor took him two and a half years to do what he did, which was phenomenal. Um, but how long did that really last? You know. Yeah, well, that's why they they were holding uh, Khabib so so like just put him away because they knew who would expose him. Don't get me wrong, Conor McGregor is a freaking phenomenal fighter. Yes, but, but like they're not stupid. They're like, not they knew stupid. Khabib's gonna beat his ass. Of course, that's of course. Like... So Khabib. So that's another example. So Israel Asani, right? Mm-hmm. He he's a champion now after a year and a half coming in. Yeah, how long did Khabib go? Twenty seven and zero before he got a shot. Yeah, or 20, yeah, I think it was like something six or twenty six yeah. and zero before. So the way the, the, the they're milling all of these um, these champions, I think it's just kind of taken away from the legitimacy of the fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think part of the reason why these guys start to to fade off and they don't have like these long reigns as champion is because once they become champion, the US UFC puts so much pressure on them to perform um, under the media, the media constraints, well, these tours. I get it. But I think that's why they're not lasting as long because you get distracted and then you can't do what, you know what I mean? You can't really yeah, train. Yeah. And I think um, the way that GSP is doing it is he's not even letting people know when he wants to fight. When he when he picks this person, they do the negotiation, and he's already six months into training mm-hmm. before the paperwork's even signed, mm-hmm. which I think is brilliant because then he doesn't have those promotional um, commitments that yeah. are really just distractions. Yeah, they're, they're exhausting. Like, they're super exhausting, yeah. Flying and interviews here and there. Yeah. Like, I remember, you should be getting ready for a fight, not freaking talk exactly. for hours. Exactly, and the more you're talking for hours, the less you're training. And exactly. It shows, you mm-hmm. know, when you're hungry, and I think, you know, the whole Rocky thing, you know, when you become that guy, or like you were saying, you forget where your, your roots or where you came mm-hmm. from, and uh, you get distracted and you start enjoying the spoils of war, you 
you you get distracted. Yeah. You forgot. You forget to train. It's not going to give you that edge. And when you get in there, like what he said, I think it was George Foreman says, it's a lot harder to get out of bed when you're sleeping in silk sheets. Mm, yeah. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean. For sure. So I, I think um, I think yeah I think GSP's he's got it. He's he's not in there. He's not. He doesn't need the the you know that a boy or he doesn't need those promotions. Mm-hmm. He just wants to come and fight, get paid, yeah. and leave. Which I which I think is, is is absolutely brilliant. So how was your your first? How many fights have you had? Like uh, total? four, right? Yeah, three four. and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what? Tell me your last fight and how was that different from going in your first fight? Last fight? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so last last fight was a, quite a challenge. I lost that fight. Um, I I didn't I didn't do a proper weight cut. Yeah. yeah. Like. Um, again, it might sound like excuse, but no, it it's, doesn't. It's, it's, it's real. It's real. Because um, I fought, and it was like a title fight for amateur or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think I was in the fourth or fifth round. And because I didn't do a proper, like, a diet, you know, back in the day, like, we kind of didn't care. We just got weight, go in, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, you're a tough guy. Um, so I got to, like, third or fourth round. And I remember just getting, like, punched in the face and not being able to do anything. So my body, I was so dehydrated, my body just shut down. Wow. I mean, to the point where I couldn't move. Like, they carried me out, like, on a stretcher. What? Yeah. Like, I couldn't walk. Like, I was so just exhausted and so dehydrated. I couldn't make a move. Like, I threw up, you know, like, because they're like, you got to set up. I go, I can't set up. I'll set up. I'll throw up. So I barely set up, and I threw up. So I couldn't move until I got, like, two IVs in me. That's, like... That's you know, insane. That's how extreme I took my body, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right, 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 um, right. So right. that was quite an experience. I mean, I wasn't nervous for the fight, and it just, like, uh, yeah, my body kind of, like, you, you know, just... shut down. That's scary. Yeah. That's super scary. Yeah. I think I think I had, a, um, I think I had like, an anxiety from that um, experience. Like, when you, body, when you take your body to that extreme. Looking really, really out. Yeah, happen. like, yeah. whoa, dude, you know, and... Uh, yeah, just one one thing I had to overcome. And what were you? Uh, what belt were you in for this last that last fight? I think it was a purple belt. You were a purple belt. Purple belt, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when did you start getting like? I, I just remember. Well, it seems like you were always serious about it, but I don't know. Was it around purple or brown? You just went to another another level. And you're just focusing on jujitsu. Was it around your brown belt? Yeah, I think I think so. So purple belt was very tough because that's when we uh we started like Eddie's developed the connection with Hickson. Okay. And uh, he was, you know, flying out in California and, you know, getting privates from Hickson and bringing so much tremendous knowledge, like uh, the knowledge that we use at MSBJJ, like yeah. connection, like yeah. weight distribution, right? So that was the longest uh, and hardest struggle for me to figure it out, the connection. Like I would- Oh, I was, wow. Yeah, it was very, very tough. Like it was either, I was either, uh, putting too much weight, you know, connecting too much or like going backwards, like kind of pulling back. I understand. So like once I get, once I got to like a brown belt, mid brown belt, like I've learned like how to use my body to connect in the most efficient way, which I'm still working because I want to perfect it, right? I'm still working on my connection. And uh, yeah, so that's when I was like, okay, I have to figure out where to move, how to move, how to engage my body, you know, how to use how to engage my whole body basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and and um yeah not right now it's 
getting a lot better obviously than a lot of purple belt but yeah. still still got this is the like the most amazing and uh, fascinating part about jujitsu you can never stop like improving there's always things you can work on and get better wow that's you know? interesting i think it, it applies to life right the same absolutely exact thing. absolutely you don't want to sit in the same set the whole time no you get bored man yeah. you get bored right you right, know? right right so do you remember what it was like in your black belt it, it was it, it was amazing. It was uh, one it was uh, one of, one of the best days of your life, right? Yeah, right. It was you know, one of the like biggest a, such an accomplishment. It's a tremendous accomplishment. Yeah. All the years that you've been training, and then to have mm -hmm. someone um, like Matt Secor was it Matt Secor that gave you your black belt. No, Eddie Five. Eddie Five. Same thing. Matt Secor's um, mentor. Mm -hmm. So it's even more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But to have that wrapped around your belt from someone that distinguishes him. How did that feel? It's you know, it's like Michael Jordan saying, "Yeah, you're damn good." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it was very, it was very humbling, you know, to just be recognized and uh, just realizing that, dude, you're a black belt. Yeah, like, it's, it's no, That's like, this is no deal. joke. It's yeah, real deal. This is real. You deal. know, the real deal that comes with responsibility yeah you know because i i wasn't i wasn't uh that black belt who was just gonna get a black belt and kind of like stop training right like i i knew i'll be teaching because i mean i did i i started teaching when i was like mid blue belt yeah like i've been teaching for a long time a long time mm -hmm. well and you're a very good teacher i thank really you. enjoy your classes thank you <laughs> you know what i <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to because you're here. I remember what you're <laughs> Everybody runs the class differently, right? Sure, Some yeah. people come in and they demand um, respect, um, but they don't necessarily earn it, so to mm -hmm. degree, right? You're someone in your classes, you don't play around. Like, you're here to get something done. You don't want anyone interrupting anyone's ability to learn. Mm -hmm. And you're like, let's just stay focused. Yeah, that's huge, man. Yeah, it is huge. I remember I was, I was in one of my class. I don't know, my mind just went somewhere. And everyone was drilling stuff. And my, me and my drilling partner, we drilled it like five times. We just got done and we were just sitting there. And then you came over and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we're done. And then you looked around and you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the way you said it was, you weren't talking down. You're like, no, you're not. Because it's when, just the way you said it, it's like, I'm watching you. I'm seeing that you're not doing it right. So there's no way you're done with yeah, it right yeah, now. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Let's keep working, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And then that's what you did. You're like, let me see you do it. And then when I did it, there <laughs> were like two, two or three things to correct, you know? Exactly. And there's also, too, when people come in, uh, when, you're, when you're on that mat and you're watching everybody, it's amazing because you're one of those professors that sees everybody. And you'll see when this person is struggling a little bit more, and then you, for some how somehow you're able to pick up. All right, well, if this person's struggling with it, then everybody else in the room might be struggling with it. You pull us together and you'll be like, "Hey guys, let's do this. Readjust. All right, back." And then mm -hmm. we're going. We have that. It's just amazing to see that, you yeah. know, and just be so aware and so present of it, you know. A lot, a lot of it comes from experience. Like yeah. some things that people do, it's like patterns. Yeah. The you know uh, when you show something new, like a lot of movements uh, and like mistakes, defaults are yeah. the same. So I like to bring it up in case you do this right, which you probably are doing anyway. So yeah. that's why I call it. And uh, I like I like to be like you said, present, like mindfulness and Very. being present. That's yeah. that's like like my, my biggest. Uh, uh, my biggest goals to and you can tell like especially when i teach now people are like poof they oh yeah engage. They're, they're super like, engaged yeah they're super engaged and like one of the biggest things i have to thank for that is doing yoga yeah like being mindful being in the present moment like i, I might do some weird stuff right i might have you oh you do you know look that's look another your, thing yeah like, yeah you have me doing weird but 
the thing is, is that you see how it connects to mm -hmm. jujitsu more than I do because you're years ahead of it, yeah. you know? And I didn't realize it. And then I remember one of your classes you were doing, I'm like, how does this apply to what we're doing? And then when I got into a triangle, I'm like, oh, oh that's, that's how it applies. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, this is my job, man. Yeah, my yeah, job yeah. is to, to bring the message and my job is to make it clear. So you don't like, oh, okay, I do this because of that. You know what I mean? When you can just show moves and tell people what to do. Yeah. But if you don't break it down and you have, you gotta know how to break, break it, it down. down. You have exactly. to speak in the language that lands in people's brains, right? Yeah. Like you have exactly. to show it, you know? Yeah. And one, once you do that and you see them executing the technique correctly, you're like, there you go. You know, right, that's, right. that's why I say what I say or do what I do. But see, there's an element there of trust because we, tr we well, we've seen your, we've seen the product. We've seen you uh, in competition. We've seen, we rolled with you. We feel it. So mm -hmm. we know it's real. But I think we have an element of a trust that some other schools don't have because there's a lot of people out there teaching bullshit jujitsu ah, or bullshit. Of course, they want to look cool. Yeah, they want to look cool. And then you, but when, you, when you go to another school, you get your ass beat, which for me, that hasn't happened because mm -hmm. our product is so damn good. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's a huge element of trust to say, okay, what he's teaching me is I don't know because I don't know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to focus on it the way he wants me to focus on it because it's going to it's gonna give me the results I need. And the way you mix in yoga into our into the jujitsu, I think it's brilliant. And that's a lot of people doing it. Yeah, How did no. you realize that there was such a connection to it? Because I think... You really got into this yoga journey, I think maybe three, four yeah, years ago? Yeah, almost three years ago. Okay, what what made you get into it? And we'll, we'll start there. I, I heard this phrase, it's like yoga is like a jujitsu against yourself. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it's, it's true at some point, right? So I was always like skepti skeptical about yoga. I was like, yeah, it's shit's for girls. <laughs> yeah. And like pretty much like everybody else probably thinks the same way. Until I took uh, my, Mike Parisi's uh, power yoga class, I was shaking in poses. I'm like, huh? You know, and I'm like hardcore, let's go work out, you know, do all the crazy stuff. And I was like shaking. I'm like, wow, this is insane. And I was amazed how I felt after like my body, my mind. And you know, I got I got into it, right? I started taking uh, uh, teachers uh, training and things like that. There's a lot of things that led to it, but I realized the the type of yoga that I do. I'm a certified Baptiste Power Yoga instructor. The reason why I like that yoga so much because their yoga is conceptual as well. Okay. It's not just like here are the poses, asanas, do it, boom, done they have a lot of concepts in their yoga, which is similar with jujitsu, right? They, uh -huh. they they tell you how to uh, put your body in a strong alignment, like stacking bones and engaging your wow. whole body, your okay. muscles. That's interesting. So all of that, you're learning more about your body, how to engage, how to connect, where to push, where to press, where to pull, how to hug in. That's neat. And that translates to jujitsu, right? I can I can like put together this into like a submission or my body positioning using using yoga elements. You know, okay. that's why I like and a lot of mindfulness Again, going back to like if you if you watch my classes, people being so engaged because oh, I bring that mindfulness, yeah, and the way I speak, and yeah. all of that is is working together. And you know that you uh, taking a yoga uh, teacher training made me a better teacher, not just jujitsu. Oh, not, sorry, not just yoga, but jujitsu. Like I've learned so much that I could take and bring to the jujitsu uh, 
plate per se and use it and I can see how that made a difference. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tremendous. It really is. It mm -hmm. really, really is. So I, yeah, like I said, I remember one day you were talking about getting your certification and then I think three weeks later I saw you uh, going to start, you were going to class and mm -hmm. then I don't know how much longer, but then you had a certificate for like 200 hours. 200 hours, hours yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so when this guy says he's going to do something. I do. He does it. Yeah, he does I, it. I, I, if I talk to talk, I'll, I'll walk the you walk. walk it. You, you walk know, it. I don't, I don't, I back my stuff up. How long after getting your um, certificate um, to train did you, it wasn't until you opened school? So I got my certificate in May of what, 2018, and mm -hmm. I opened up in uh, February of 2019. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and been growing like a weed, right? It slowed down in the summertime, yeah. but you know, we're getting, we're getting, mm -hmm. it's tough, man. You know, I could, I could have just like created something very, uh, very personal type of experience in the studio, but it just, it's just not my nature, man. I want to spread the love and it, and it takes, uh, it takes a while because like right now, I'll, I'm educating people, yeah, you right? Because people and you don't love know. doing it, though. You, you have like this infectious approach towards it. As soon as you yeah. start talking about the energy that's coming out of you, mm -hmm. at the very least, it makes you curious. Yeah, at that's that's what least. I want to share, man. It, it's tough, you know. I'm I'm here, I'm here in this business of yoga and jujitsu, not for money, right? I'm here to. I, have, I still have a full time job, you know. <laughs> I have a full time job, and I, I teach and I own a part of MSBJJ, yeah. and I have the yoga, right? right. So like, it's you. Yeah, and you're married, and I'm married. Right? <laughs> so you know, I wanna I wanna educate people. Like I wanna bring that, but it gets so tough, right? Like people like, oh, I gotta do this. Why? So this is this is what I'm doing. I could have just like created a personal experience a studio make a smaller studio and like have like a 20 30 students that are you know that yeah, knows what's glad. going on with yoga we're glad you didn't do that though yeah right right so seriously you had the impact that you're having on the community is much bigger than that you know absolutely man this this is this is what i love to do and i and i i believe in uh what i do and you know? i can tell i think that's what's giving you the advantage um over the competition if there is any you know because your stylist yeah. and your approach is so different than the message that other Yoga, yoga instructors are giving or yoga schools. It's just different. Your yoga is different. Um, so explain something for me because I was on your social media and I saw this really cool video of you on a beach mm -hmm. and you were doing yoga. Yeah. And it seemed like it started out with two people, then it grew to five, then it grew to seven. Yeah. Then it was 12. Walk me through that. How'd that go down? <laughs> that was so really cool. So this is, uh, you know, like everybody else i believe like you always like have conversations and you had you know before you do something so we're on a trip to uh, rhode island just on the big on the beach so edward jay and i'm like you know i'm talking to my wife, like oh you know it's cool like it would be cool just like to uh make some content on the beach like do a little beach yoga you know take some pictures and videos yeah. put something together like it'd be pretty cool pretty neat so you know and i'm like as we drive and i'm like i don't know man like Am I gonna look like a freaking idiot, you know, doing yoga? Like people are like gonna like point at me and stuff. Oh, so these are your thoughts driving. This is to my thoughts. Okay. Yeah, this is my thoughts. And you know, like I said, here I am. I'm just sharing like this is what I talk about, like where you gotta share like everything that you think it will kinda like expose you because right. then you're Yep, you're exposed, exactly. so there's nothing to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I'm like you know what like this is not what you preach dude like you're here you you're a yoga teacher right you you gotta do what you preach right like drop what you must i say a lot in my yoga classes and i got again it's a baptist power yoga that's where i got it from drop what you must meaning like drop all of the 
crap that's like bringing you down or like when you doubt yourself, right? So drop what you must to create space for something, right? Something new or something bigger than yourself, wow. right? That's this is what powerful. it says on the hoodies that I'd be something bigger than, than yourself, that's right? That's very powerful. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to drop that fear or drop that doubt about myself and do what I do because I love doing this. Yeah. So here we are on the beach, you know, my wife's recording me, you know, taking pictures. Uh, then my brother, he came with us. He saw a couple of girls, uh, like, taking video of me, like, uh, spying on me, right? <laughs> so, like, he talks to them. He's like, ladies, like, if you want to, like, go join him, like, you, you can, you know. This is my brother. You know, he's a, he's a yoga instructor. You know, he's a real deal. So then they came up, those two girls and my brother. So there's like four of us doing yoga. But Ken's like, well, can we do yoga? And go, yeah, absolutely, hop in, all right? Luckily, I told my wife, listen, like record this just in case, you know, all right? Like it wasn't staged or anything. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, you can't yeah, stage yeah. that. No, that's right? I go, it, record that, you know? I was thinking there's gonna be like three or four of us, it's just pretty cool, like more yeah. content, right? So we started doing a little flow, we moving around, you know, I'm in a downward facing dog, I lift my head up, I'm like, oh, okay, there's like six people. Like, all right cool keep moving keep moving like i lift my head up again it's like 10 people all right all right cool then literally like within 10 minutes i had me like i don't know it was over 30 people easily over 30. like just along the side of the yeah. beach i'm like holy shit man. <laughs> like it was amazing man like it was I, so it was incredible to see that is, dude I had it almost goosebumps. it almost looked staged it, it did that's how cool it was it's it just, did but the when you really watch and see how naturally people are walking wait can you just tell um plug your uh your instagrams because i know people listening to this are gonna want to know how can they watch this video what's your instagram because um, when you guys watch it, you, you'll just see it. There's just people randomly walking up. And that's how yeah. you know it's not staged because of how they're entering the scene. They're slow. They're walking by. You can see they're curious. And all of a sudden, they just jump in and join. You know? Yeah. That's, I mean, you can you can find it on Instagram just on my uh, personal profile, at Kirill Grand, or my Facebook. It's, yep. it's in the videos. But if you go on my Instagram, just at Kirill, K-I-R-I-L-L-G-R-O-N, you can check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it was, it was insane, man. It, it, it you know what? Like the best part because that kind of like uh, of a union of the energy. Because like when you do that, like there's no like difference. There there's no arguments. I had freaking people from old to young. You know, every freaking body just hopped in and just doing this, feeling it, moving the energy. And uh, it just created something very special. Yeah, like, it really, wow. it like, really is. Just, dude, like goosebumps. I go, this is insane. So that kind of made me realize, okay, I You're guess I do create, uh, create uh, energy. That it was like that moment people. you had with jujitsu where you, when you tap that blue belt on. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Like, you're like, wait a minute, I might be really hot to yeah. something here, you know? But it's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know where. I wasn't asking anybody no. at all. People just hop in and, you know, we all like high-fiving everybody. You know, awesome. like they said, thank you, that was awesome. I'm like, yeah, it was. <laughs> you know? So that was, that, was, uh, that was pretty gnarly, man. That, that is. A great experience. And there's also this amazing spot that I see you taking a lot of pictures at. Um, it's like a meditation spot. And almost when you're when you're on that rock, it looks like you're touching the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, where is that? Uh, those were from Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, that's a yeah. very nice spot. That um, seems like it's a very special spot for you, or am I just? It's just a very special. I just spot like for, it, man. Nothing yeah. too special. Yeah. The view is amazing, and uh, does you it know, remind you of that spot, the Camel, whatever you were talking? We were talking about earlier. Camel Mountain. Yeah. Um, a little bit or no? Not really. No, not really. Okay. I, ju I just like the spot and the view. You know, I like to sit down there, and then you like you just you get mindful, and it's pretty awesome. You close your eyes, and you just listen to the the details and the sounds around you the wind you know um it's you pretty, just really just take cool. everything yeah. in it's a, just a natural way of uh get mindful how do you like your journey so far man just your journey in life like from where you where you started to where you are now i love it i love it man and uh you seem so proud of like even even when you were you know with those fries and learning and even you know you didn't speak the language you just seem like you had so much energy and you had so much like curiosity, you know? Yeah, I like, I like better. to learn stuff. Like, yeah. I don't like to sit back in the same spot. I like yeah. to uh, learn and discover something new. I'm huge in like, you know, healthy life. Yeah. I wish general. I could say that like jujitsu was a part of that transition for you where it's like a, a vehicle for personal development. One, dude, one million percent. If it wasn't for jujitsu, I wouldn't be where I am right now. One million percent. Because I've met everything that I know or learned, it, it, it was through the jujitsu, whether the people that I met there and guide me or showed me. Like the reason I started doing yoga because of Mike Parisi. Yeah, we, Mike Parisi and I, we've been training since I started, dude. We used to go to wars, and I don't know how well you know Mike. No, no, he's a, he's, he's a hardcore yeah. dude. He was in the special forces. He's um, no joke. Yeah, he's no joke. He's like in kettlebells. He was one of the first instructors of, for like for kettlebells. Sounds like someone I should have on the show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a busy man. So yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Well. Um, but uh, dude, we used to go to wars. You would, I would uh, had. We used to like ankle lock the crap out of each other, where we would just both be limping. Oh, or God. like I put him on a platter once. He picked me up and slammed me. Like, dude. And then a week after, he would apologize. Yeah. But we, it, was, it was like a, it was like a cold war, like USA, like Soviet Union. Uh, but he he's he's the reason why I started doing yeah. yoga. He showed yeah. me that right, like. Um, Mindfulness, we had a great, great uh, strength and conditioning coach, uh, Mark Bertrand. He used Mark to Bertrand's say, legendary. I work with him too. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He always would say mindfulness, be mindful. And, you know, I'm like, what the heck is he talking about being mindful? What's that? And then once I started doing yoga, like I reflect back to those training sessions, like, oh, snap. <laughs> this is where he was uh, applying, you know, applying that. So, you know, Again, like you just you, you you've met so many people, you discover so much, especially like healthy lifestyle, like even like this bulletproof coffee. Yeah, this I've been is... drinking this like start doing this seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. Before it got like mainstream and keto diet and, and all, all that. that. Like yeah. we've been doing it for for year, yeah. years. People just didn't know about it, you know, or they didn't want to do it or whatever the case is. But like definitely jujitsu is uh, just a tremendous um impact the tremendous impact on my life yeah and uh you know like i said you you say i got the energy and i just i, I, I want to improve and i want to i want to share what i got what you're learning mm -hmm. it's, it's i agree with that so uh, yeah and the good question for you too is uncomfortableness they say with jujitsu the more you get uncomfortable even the more you put yourself in uncomfortable situations the more you get used to being in them they're not uncomfortable anymore mm -hmm. um 
seems like you use that through every aspect of your life as well. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Get getting uncomfortable is huge, man. Like that's why that's why you see a lot of people having uh, an issue, a problem, even like start when they get out of shape or they gain so much weight. Because they, what happens to to those people? I feel like they just get so comfortable, right? They, do, they, they just do. eat, eat, eat. You know, don't do anything to improve their health. That's true. And they like, well, you know, I'm so comfortable, I'm so cozy. Like, I don't want to step out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So this is huge, right? Like, that's why, dude. I I take cold showers. Yeah. Every so I, day. I saw that on your like you're saying you're always putting motivational things on your um your Instagram and stuff. So what is it with this cold shower thing? Because I tried it. I don't know, two seconds. No. That was it. <laughs> He's like, no. Uh, dude, Talk to you about it because great. I've heard that it's tremendous. Um, it's tremendous. I don't yeah. know if you follow Wim Hof. Oh, Wim Hof is a genius. Savage. Yeah. So that's the yeah. reason why I started doing this. You know, his idea is to put your body into stress. So again, back in the day when we were, you know, li- living like uh, wildlife, haunting for animals, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have like houses and heaters and stuff like yeah. that. And always like you get the stress, you get that uncomfortableness yeah. per se. Yeah. Right. So this is his huge thing, stress but under control, right? Yeah. So right. you control that stress and it just do it, it gives you a boost of energy called showers. Like it boosts your immune system and it just being the under stress. Like I just love to um see myself like from kind of from a side when I take a cold shower, just kind of see what my brain does. It's, it's so funny because when you do that, going back to being uncomfortable, when you turn a cold shower on, what is the first thought in you your You want to run You want to quit. Yeah, that's you it. Want no quit. questions. No yeah, questions like, asked. Screw that. Yeah. God, There's bye. no reason for this. Yeah, 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 right? So it just fascinates me, like your brain, like your... Um, what you might call it, like the instinctual brain, the responses like, oh, snap, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, right? The instinct, boom, right? And I feel like this will help you to create the power, right? To be able to control your mind, right? Like yeah. when you, I talk to myself, I go, okay, I want to get out of here. And then like, well, this is this your natural reaction. Like you have to stay here. Like, are you going to die? No, so just stay here yes. for a minute or two, right? And I mean, I've been I've been taking cold showers for a year, maybe over a year consistently. But I started the same thing, dude. I didn't want to do it. I was I would do it for like ten seconds. That would be it, and I would like work my way into like colder each time. So it takes a while to build it up, but once you once you do it, it dude, I can. I think I my big longest one I stood for like nine minutes. In the nine cold minutes. Nine minutes. Just like hmm, cool. That's right. Good. That's good. Yeah, but it's great, man. It just it's like exposure, like you can see where your mind goes, right? And like what the what what are the biggest things that you want to be in control of? Your own mind. That's right? Yeah, yeah so that I, I do thing. that for that reason and obviously it's for health reasons are mm-hmm. huge. So that's why I've been taking the cold showers and getting and there's also a part of it where um when your body um when it gets super cold like that, it forces blood to your body yeah, organs, blood like things like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's really big. Yeah, if you do a research on it, you see yeah. a lot of benefits on it, you know? And Wim Hof is just a real deal. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah he's, on a, he's on a completely different level. Exactly. So. You also did um, those chambers where there's no, uh, that's like a water chamber. Oh, flotation tank? Flotation tank. Oh, dude. Break like, that down for me. I've been thinking about doing that for You a have while. to do, especially for your, like, uh, comedy. Yeah. Dude, like, 
creativity. You can see stuff. See stuff? What do you mean? Like visualize. Yeah. Visualize. And like something will just hit your brain. You're like, oh, snap. So for, you got to do it a couple of times. Like okay. first one, and you have to do it for an hour and a half. <clears throat> the reason why when you do it for the first time, you're going to be moving so much for like an hour to get comfortable. It's just weird. Oh, okay. It's weird, right? So you want to get to the point where you completely relaxed and almost you can't even hear yourself breathing, right? Okay. So the idea is because there's a, I don't know how many thousands of pounds of Epsom salt in the, in the, in the tub, but the idea is your body just floats and you get so relaxed that your muscles are not working, not engaging. So your brain doesn't have to fire up those signals That's to make you move, right? Yeah. So your brain's like, shit, I don't have to do nothing. So let's just freaking spin about a bazillion miles per hour. And you wow. can like, a lot, of, a lot of comedians do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody, everybody. Has it. Joe Rogan's huge on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he has dude, his own tank, yeah. Yeah, you can see stuff, you can visualize stuff, it, and it's so relaxing. Like your brain, it's like your brain just going like crazy. Wow. Yeah, so one of the things, like it's, this is gonna sound silly, but like I'm not making this up. So uh, right before Nate Austin's one of our students fight in yeah. the cage war, so I went, um, I went to the flotation tape, uh, Dijon. So, I, and you know, I'm visualizing this fight, how the fight's gonna go, I'm just visualizing in my head, and I just, like over and over again, for some reason, like I saw him being in a mount position, you know, for the whole time, and I, I saw his arms getting raised, right? So, we go to the fight, like he finished his fight in the mount position, he got his arm raised, but then they mistake. Oh, they called that the fight. Was so that was crap. You remember that? that. But just to tell you, like, yeah. like how is how is that even possible? Like, I'm not even making the stuff up because I told before the fight, I told uh, Derek and Deja, like, this is what I visualized in when I was in the tank, and it literally how it went. That's it's how it went. Wild. It's not, That's amazing. Gnarly. Yeah, for you so, to make that connection too. So yeah. I highly recommend that. One hundred percent. Okay. One hundred. So I'll pick your mind on another one. What about cryotherapy? Have you done that? Yeah, cry, cry cryotherapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's> all good. <laughs> thank you for correcting me because yeah. these guys out here, this audience, <laughs> would yeah. correct me. So yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, cryo, yeah. <laughs> cryo. Uh, it, it's another thing, man. Uh, like ch challenging yourself. Um, first two times, my knees were like, shaking. Like I couldn't yeah. control. It was funny. Because uh, I think the lowest I went was like negative uh, 223 or something like that. Yeah. So um, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's not, It's you think it's like, whoa, this is cold, but it's like a dry cold. It is. You it know, is. so yeah. I mean, you, you're going to like feel like you're freezing, but exactly. you're not going to die. No, no, no. Obviously, no. I just love that, again, going back to the blood flow, you can feel like it's almost like your blood moving in slow motion in yeah, your chest. You that feeling is just like, oh, dude, that's amazing. Um, and it's good for like inflammation, <clears throat> excuse me, longevity. I mean, a lot, a lot of recovery when you like had it, like say you had like a crazy leg day or whatever, hardcore workout, you go in the chamber, boom, you feel different. You can you do again. feel different. Mm -hmm. And the first time I did it, I did it about four months ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I was blown, when I got done with it, I thought that right off the bat, I was gonna feel these differences. I was gonna feel great and I didn't. I'm like, ah, oh, it's crap. Yeah. But then I went home and I'm like, man, I feel tired. And I just laid aside on the bed. And then when I opened my eyes, I didn't realize when I passed out. I opened my eyes, wow. it was like four hours later. I'm wow. like, damn, what was that? Yeah. And I felt, my whole body felt like rejuvenated. Yeah. It was just on a different level. Mm -hmm. And then I, when I slept that night, I slept again like it was the, some of the best sleep I ever yeah. had. And I felt even better the next day. I'm like, wow, that stuff really, yeah. really worked. It's, it's, 
people want to say it's expensive, but for what you're getting from it, Absolutely. I don't think it's that expensive sure, at all. If you do a membership there, place uh, paid monthly, yeah. it's actually not, not that bad. It's not that not bad, bad at all. all. It, it, the only like uh, bad part about it is being so far away from yeah, us. Like it's it. like a forty-five minute drive yeah. one way. Yeah, you know, if it was somewhere like even in Saratoga, I'd be freaking all about all it. doing it all the time. You know? Yeah. So, um, um, I was talking to Deja the other day, and we were talking about the saying that Matt says, like, um, hell is um, going and meeting your potential, like your full potential of being hell. That's something like how the saying goes. Like, uh, hell is dying and, meet, and going to hell and meeting your full potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, dying and not and thinking, you know, I could have been this, this, or that, that. Uh huh. There's some people in this world that I don't think would ever have to deal with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're one of them. Um, and there's a few other, and I think it's because of that fearlessness that you were talking about, you know? And I think the part of that whole full potential thing is, I think some people will never reach their full potential just because they're they're afraid of it, you know. Yeah, and, and, and that's that responsibility. Crazy. It is crazy to me. It, it, but you see still... it more so, more so than none, you know. Yeah, and this is the part of I don't get. Like, even even like the, in the worst outcome, like whatever you do and you fail, like, like what what what's the worst that can happen? You're still yeah. gonna be alive, right? You're, you're 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 still gonna have your friends and your loved ones and your family. So like, why not do it? Like, right. if you fail, well, guess what? You'll break it down. You see what you got to fix, and you, you go, go again. again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, if you live the, you know, if you live the um, average lifestyle, like not reaching your full potential, you know, what what's the point? Don't get me wrong. There are people. There are people that live. Um, and and uh, don't do anything crazy, but they have a happy family. They they do you know they watch sports. They do stuff. They live somewhat healthy lifestyle. And if they're happy, if that's what they wanted, then awesome. Yeah. You know, like I'm like a different type of guy. Like I want to try stuff. I want to learn more. I want to reach my full potential, like physically and mentally. Like like get my capacity right. I don't like sitting still. For periods of time, don't get me wrong. There are days you just want to kind of be lazy, and hang out. But I'm saying, like in, in general, in life, like I want to try to be the best again version of yourself, That's right? True. So how can you find out if you're not trying stuff? Yeah, right. Some impossible. try something new, try something hard, like. Like it just to me, it's like boring when it you is. don't do anything. It's just boring. My it brain is. just like. Like, ugh. It's so true. You know, like, that's why I always, like, you know, I try to learn something new, you know, especially, like, I'm, you know, I'm huge in, like, again, healthy lifestyle and, like, biohacking, fighting this little. Yeah, yeah, so I read, like, articles. And that's how you know about the bulletproof. Well, exactly, right? Like, stuff works. So I'm always, like, trying to learn something new, like, try it, see how it is, and and share with people. Mm -hmm. Like, because, like, when you're happy, when you're truly happy, like you just freaking love life. There's nothing better. You know There's what I mean? Nothing better. You don't yeah, need yeah, anything yeah. else. You don't need drugs. You don't need any of that stuff. And like that's why I'm I'm you know, the yoga jujitsu is so huge because in the long run that's gonna make you happy. Yeah. Right. People wanna we get so used again, going back to being comfortable. People want a quick fix. Give me a pill, give me yeah. a pill, right? And then you, you become uh, addicted to drugs, right? Everyone wants the fat fast fix, mm-hmm. quick fix. But they, they don't want to put the work in, right? right. Like they don't want to do the work. Like people for instance overweight, they you know, they wanna lose weight like 
immediately, right? Like, excuse me, did it take you three months to get where you at? I'm pretty sure it took you years of just being unhealthy. You know, like it's going to take a while to sure. get back where you want to be, right? So, but you have to love, you have to do it not because someone else wants you to do it. You have to do it for you. And this is the biggest thing. Like once you realize that only you can make you happy, yeah. things will come in a different perspective. It's so true though. It is. It is. Why do people struggle with that? I don't understand it. I, I don't, don't understand. Everyone puts their response a lot. Not everyone. A lot of people put their happiness they make that a responsibility for somebody else. Somebody else, yeah. or they blame. Yeah, they, they blame. Do. I don't know, man. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. That's why you know. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, to, right. To expose <laughs> that to share because, dude, I I was like, you know, I I'm not gonna say I was the same way, but uh, uh, one bad relationship made me realize that uh, if I'm not happy. I'm not gonna be happy with someone else. Gotcha. Boom, done. Like, because after that one toxic relationship that I had, I was like, you know what? I've tried so much to make this work. Like, I was doing my best and this and that. It didn't work out. Guess what? This is my time. Yeah. I'm gonna do me. Mm -hmm. And that's when I did the teacher's training for yoga. That yeah. kind of like, whoa, it just kept like on 360, going. dude. Yeah, right off the bat. You're yeah, off the and I, I became happy, and then I, you know, met my wife, and uh, things, things just been great, man. It's so, and then, yeah, when you're happy, life, like you said, man, you don't need every all those outside things to distract no, you. Because no. you just, you have yourself, you have your, your hobbies, you have those enough to drive you. Yeah, and, you have your lifestyle. And those are the ones that keep, that's what keeps you happy. Yeah. Um, and like back, going back, where, you know, remember I said something like, when you do something that will like excite you or made you happy, what do you want to do? You want to share, right? You want the, all of the energy, like, you want to share that energy. You want to go with someone, right? So same idea. When you when you love yourself, right? All the energy and all that love, all the all overflow from that comes to your loved one. Yeah. But you love yourself first. Yeah. You make you happy first, yeah. and then the overflow goes to your loved one, to your close one, right? Because if you're like. How do how do miserable, miserable people behave? They make everyone miserable, <laughs> right? Everyone, and it's the truth. It's very, it's yeah, the it's, truth. It very is. It's you true. know, it's and very like true. when very you're infectious. happy, you want to you want to yeah. share. <clears throat> when you love yourself, you're gonna have a great relationship. Yeah, and you're not gonna allow yourself to be in a bad relationship if you don't. No, that's that's no. that's basically. Sometimes it takes a while to realize. Oh shit! This is this isn't this working is not, for this me. This is not working for me. This isn't working for mm -hmm. me though. No. Mm -hmm. So. Um, shift the gears though. I also okay. saw that you uh, met Khabib. You have a picture with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he, he probably doesn't. Even, oh, yeah, but does no one did. They never do. But how yeah. exciting was that? I mean, so that was actually a while ago. That was he was fighting for UFC, but he wasn't in like uh, not like a top top contender for. Oh, a really? Yeah. So um, I I could look up when was the picture taken, yeah. but that's fine. So yeah. <clears throat> that was I think that was. Matt fighting on for WSOF, oh, and really? he had a lot of those, you know, Dagestanian uh, guys uh, fighting for the same promotion. And <clears throat> so going back, Khabib is from Dagestan, and where I'm originally from is literally dude, probably like three hours away. <laughs> so very close. So it's you know, really I see close. him. Actually, I didn't even see him. I was sitting in the front row watching the fights, and uh, he just like sat next to me. What? Yeah, you know, because you know. It was a front row, you know, he didn't, uh, he's like, is this free? Like, yeah, sure, you, you know. Did you recognize him as soon as? Of course I recognized him. <laughs> of course I recognized him. 
So, you know, he spoke like English with me and then, you know, like, hey, listen, you know, I started speaking Russian. <clears throat> you know, I'm, you know, I'm from this area. I was like, oh, I was like, no shit. I go, yeah. So we literally talked for probably over an hour. That is amazing. Yeah. And he, you know, because he knows where I'm from, you know what I mean? Like the same uh, mentality type of deal. So we must have like talked for like an hour, an hour and a half, you know, and super chill guy you know not nothing crazy like wasn't uh like cocky or anything you know what i think is absolutely amazing about him is um how humble he is with yeah. everything that's going on and the fact that he he's the only one that changes the model of what i actually he doesn't change the model but i think if they had fast-tracked him and made mm -hmm. him champion after you know a year and a half or gave him those fights that would enable sure, yeah. the possibility of having that, I think he'd still be the person he is today. Definitely. Um, there's just something about him where Conor McGregor, you you got behind him um, because of the way that he inspired you, if we get, he get, the way that he inspired you, the way that he handled diversity, and the way that he was fighting for his country, right? Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he, be, he got all that money, he realized that, that was a load of shit. Yeah. Um, Khabib isn't that. He, no. In fact, he exemplifies that to a whole different level with the way he treats his family, the respect mm -hmm. he has for his father, the um, the Dustin Poirier thing where mm -hmm. yeah, you know, he contributed awesome. over $100,000. Like, he's the people's champ. I really, really, yeah. um, I really believe that. But the other thing about him is his dominance in the sport is on another level. And it's, is it a combination of Sambo? Is it because of the Sambo is such a powerful thing? Or is it, I, I know he understands jujitsu. Yeah. But um, where do you think his dominance comes from? I, I mean, Sambo is definitely a, a huge aspect in mm -hmm. that success uh, of his. But he also is just a tremendous wrestler. Like, a lot of good wrestlers from Russia, they come from Dagestan. Mm -hmm. And do they why do is that? A, Sorry to cut you. I don't why? know. I don't know. They just, they're, they're just, like, always been, like, this good grapplers, like, live high up in the mountains and then you know wrestling bears um but <laughs> they started off young man. yeah i guess and doesn't the government actually contribute to they do and i think the biggest one of the biggest reasons why because you know how um say like brazil really good at soccer right yeah. so they put a lot into the soccer mm -hmm. right so they had that wrestling um thing there forever so they kind of you know grow from that it's like oh you know, your father wrestled or your brother wrestled, yeah, like right, you right. have to wrestle, exactly. you gotta wrestle. It's so I think, yeah, they do it, like they've been doing it for so many years. And uh, he, he's wrestling, he's just one of the kind. It is like, one of the he kind, it's the best way people. to explain it. Like, yeah. People like just don't know what to do. And the funniest part, he does the same thing. So people know what he's going to do, yeah, they just don't they know how to stop, stop it. it. Yeah. That's, that's dominance Insane. on a whole different level. Insane. You saw the, um, the fight where he fought Poirier. Yeah, Did you yeah. see where he got put in that guillotine? Yeah, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like this is this is like a next level oh, of being composure, right? Yeah, like being composed, like because mm -hmm. a lot of people just get freaked out, right? He was just shifting his weight left and right, creating just a little bit of space where he space. can breathe, right? Yeah. We, we can get the blood flow. Yeah, and then he waited for Dustin. Dustin knew that was his only chance, so he yep. went, you know, awesome. three hundred percent, and then he got out, and that was over. That was over. Yeah, and I remember. I thought when I was watching it that I was watching Khabib get beat. And, I, mm -hmm. and I, he looked, he, he didn't look, well, he looked calm, I guess you could say, because I was yeah. watching the way he, he was, was frilling. Yeah, he was frilling his hips back and forth. Um, and he got that space. 
And then when during the interview, he was like, I know everyone thought I was in trouble, but this is just next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> He's yeah. like, I knew, I knew he was going to tire out his hands. Yeah. I knew I could breathe. And mm-hmm. it was just next level. And That's it, man. That's it really it. is. There's just some people out there that are on another level. And yeah, like Matt. Mm-hmm. With his jujitsu, yeah. that's just another level. Yeah, people you know? don't know. People don't know. They really don't. It's a di- like you said, it's a different level of uh, of just composure, man. That's yep. why going back to being uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. How like how often do you have to put yourself in the scenarios like that to be comfortable? Right, a lot. Exactly. Right? So that goes that goes everywhere, not just jujitsu, not just fighting. But in the everyday life, right? So. When you do things, you you, you don't want to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? You want to quit, like right, run away right, from right, the cold right. shower. Soon that's the deal. It's true. It's mm, true. That's why judicious is so huge, like problem solving under pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, while you're uncomfortable, while you on top of me squeezing the crap out of me, I gotta get out. Yeah. My brain, my brain's gotta fire up, right? I gotta I gotta solve this problem being squeezed. I gotta get out. You stay gotta composed. get out. Exactly. So it's huge. It is. It's tremendous. And you, as a black belt and being a professor. Um, the, your your understanding of invisible jujitsu is probably on a whole different level than when you started when you first started out. Like for me, invisible jujitsu, um, I didn't understand the concept mm-hmm. and really understand it until my first role with like a higher level, like someone like Matt. Mm-hmm. And I say that because he's doing things that I don't even know you're supposed to be. Like he's anticipating where my movement's yeah. gonna go five steps before I even know I'm going to be making that movement to the point where he's making moves to force me to make that movement. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the next level. That's next, that's le- next level. <laughs> that's the next level we're talking about. It is. It yeah, is. No. It is. So I've also heard as um, when people get their black belt, the you know, exceptional black belts like yourself and Secor, um, Chris, is it like it's starting all over again? Yeah, it's, like it's a different quick, journey. Yeah. yeah, it's a different journey. Mm-hmm. How's that been for you? I know you... It's been great, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting my how, first degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I guess how's the journey been different since you got your black belt? I, I just feel like I, I got um, a lot more responsibility when I teach. Got right? it. Right? Like I, I start perfecting my teaching, I like my style. Mm-hmm. Like what can I improve? What can I do uh, to teach with the best ability that I can? And again, land in. Like my biggest uh, thing lately been just speak the way that it lands in people's brains mm-hmm. so they understand that right 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 so right, that, that, right. that journey has been amazing and then incorporating yoga that was like it was like mind-blowing as a professor is there any ever thought i mean i know and everybody already knows <laughs> the answer to this question but um do you ever fear like a student surpassing you no good no, <laughs> not at all man not at- I feel like it's it's an ego thing. Yeah, it is. You know, like if you surpass me, then I'm freaking just... stoked, dude. I did an amazing job. Oh, I taught it. you so freaking well, and you listened to me and my guidance that That's you just awesome. whooped my ass. That's like a, you know, you, you should That's take awesome. that as a, like, wow. Like, you know, like this is an accomplishment. That's amazing to hear you say that, that mm-hmm. answer. I guess I didn't know the answer. Yeah, because like, because people are going to talk like, oh, I tapped out crew. Okay, good good for you dude like i mean actually for me i would say dude awesome i would shake your hand and say amazing dude mm-hmm. you did great yeah 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 right but i i feel like it's just an ego thing man I, I agree with you i agree with you you know that's true and i think the only way that any if you ever even started to worry about something like that it'd only be because you knew you weren't training you didn't put the time in yeah you know i'm not I mean? gonna make an excuse so, yeah, yeah. you know if you tap me you know, 
Maybe you got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you get tapped six more times after. Yeah. Uh, you never know. But if you do, like, get me 100%, you yeah, know, power like, to you. Yeah, freaking awesome, man. Amazing. How did you work through that shoulder injury of yours? Because um, there was a point that I remember you couldn't put any pressure on it. And, and I watched that turn into you being able to do a handstand and then you being able to crawl, walk one way on the mat. And then I saw you walking one man on the mat, and then back, and then back again. So, yeah, uh, how was that progression from the injury to you know re- rehabilitation? Yeah. So, for first like a few months, it was very tough, man, um, because I couldn't do anything. You know, I've been doing jujitsu for so long, and that was taken away from me. So I actually got like depressed because I couldn't do nothing. You know. Wow. Yeah, it was it was uh, horrible. I had to be in that. Um, Immobilizer, yeah. sleep in it for four weeks. Oh, so your wow. arm up. So you, I, w- I was waking up about six times per night just to pump blood in my arm because I couldn't take it off. Right. Yeah. So that was very miserable. And uh, you know, first I, I feel bad for myself. You know, poor me. Blah blah blah. And then uh, I watched that movie, and I can't remember the name of that movie, but it was about that boxer that got in a car accident, and he had to wear that freaking like mid-century metal uh oh, halo yeah yeah screws yeah. into his yeah. head was it southpaw i think I no know. no it was something different okay okay but uh so yeah i watched that movie when i was in that mobilizer and that guy in the halo doing freaking bench press in his basement that's like true story i'm like holy shit <laughs> i go this guy in the halo working out i'm here freaking feeling bad about myself with a little little shoulder injury like shut the hell up right yeah so i i'm, I'm like a true believer everything happens for a reason and then I realized that uh, that injury actually, uh, what happened was actually for good, right? So <clears throat> I came out of that surgery, and uh, I'm thankful for Andrew Gaetano, our physical therapist. Oh, Andrew! He is Shout the out to best, Andrew, man. by far. Yeah, so down. he he uh, he helped me huge with that. And once I got a like a green light on like working out, you know, my first thing, well, I gotta get I gotta get my shoulders strong, right? I gotta yeah. like secure that like the exposure that I had. So I just started doing kettlebells like crazy. Yeah. All I, saw I did that. is kettlebells. Yeah. Kettlebells, kettlebells. Your kettlebell kettlebell. game went crazy. Yeah, I just started doing that. And I was doing push ups, yeah. uh, kettlebells, uh, push ups on the kettlebells. I mean I everything mean, I yeah, saw everything yeah. on kettlebells. I miss right? those workouts actually because you yeah. just go in and you just kind of pop like the same way you're doing with the yoga, but you would just do with kettlebells. I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was huge. So that helped me tremendously, dude. I mean, I got uh, from being from having the shoulder dislocated and had a torn labor in the bicep tendon. I went from that to be able to lift a like a 75 pound kit on my left arm. Wow! Like a year after. That's impressive. You know, so I was like, That's I have you. to get strong. That was yeah. like my mo- like model. Like, I have to make this strong now. Like, expose that. Now I got to make this strong. Wow. So yeah. why do you think you said it ended up being a good thing? Why? I just, it, it led into like a whole, a whole like a... Evolution for you. Yeah, evolution. I got, I got stronger. You know, I never like lifted too many weights. I was always kind of agile guy, being flexible, fast, you know. And uh, I feel like getting strong because I was already like a black belt, right? Like you don't want to get in too much, like into working out on your jujitsu journey. Like gotcha. you don't want to do too much stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
since I was a black belt, I started getting stronger and I felt a difference in the role. So all everything like my connection went like 10 times stronger people were like whoa dude like what the hell like i had people tell me like all the time like dude you're strong but it wasn't really just my strength it's just using my strength when i connect using it got it applying it right I not just that. brute strength but technique followed with the strength it's such a difference yeah so that it's again boom yeah. different game changer right and like the, my connection went even more like you know like even like if I grab an arm on you, like in the camera, like, like you're not letting like, go. I'm not letting like, go. This is mine. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. So that helped me huge, man. Uh, and then you know, I changed my job. I work. I used to work. Work used to work for UPS, which was a uh, you know a mm -hmm. miserable job. And I, I started doing a different job. Went went to work for New York State and uh, just started Have teaching a, a lot more. Yeah. You know, my life changed. My life changed tremendously. Again, going back, I started the, the teacher's training, and then uh, I met my wife, and everything kind of went crazy. From went crazy. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of self-coaching. Like I with, do. When you, when you were uh, talking about your job there with the fryer just a while ago with your injury and how mm -hmm. you don't. Where'd you get that from? I don't know, man. I, think I, got, it kinda... I got that trained into me. from a, um, I do a lot of sales training, and Sandler sales training, they teach you how to manage your head trash. Wow. Which is any kind of bullshit that pops into your head that prevents you from moving forward. Yeah, you know, and you 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 keep that in check very well. I do, I do, man. And this is gonna sound fun. It's going back to potatoes, to farming potatoes. So you know, farming potatoes, uh, it was it was a hard job, of right? Of course, yeah. And uh, I didn't want to freaking do it. Like I'm, I'm like freaking, I'm a kid, right? I want to just run around, ride my bicycle, <laughs> hang out with my pals, you know, yeah, just yeah. fun stuff, yeah. right? And uh, you know, I didn't like that, and that started from my childhood no one taught me i was the kind of self-taught i remember like it was yesterday i would tell myself in my head well dude this is like temporary like it's gonna suck for a day but guess what like 6 7 p.m comes like you're done you can go and enjoy the oh, rest wow. of your day that's it's cool crazy. yeah it yeah. just came in my head yeah that you, you have know? that yeah, yeah like it was from like, the childhood yeah like and it's going back like 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 pain is temporary right like the struggle is temporary yeah yeah so that like i it was like self-taught, like no, no. You're kind of, you're lucky to have that. I know. I, I wish I would have had that earlier in my life because that trash talk can prevent you from becoming your full potential. Yeah. Because it's scary. It's scary trying and yeah. then failing. Um, and it's terrifying giving it everything you have and then failing. But what people yeah. don't realize is that who you are today isn't who you're going to be tomorrow if you're constantly improving. Absolutely. And maybe your all today isn't good enough to get it done. But if you keep on proving maybe a year now, a year from now, that's going to change. Absolutely, man. You know, and so that's why it's so important to keep that head trash yeah. intact. Like, if you would have let that overwhelm you when you were on that fryer mm -hmm. and you just walked out, your story would be completely different. Oh, yeah. Your brother would look years. at you differently. You would look yeah. at yourself differently. Mm -hmm. And every time you got put in that can, that situation, you'd be able to find yourself yeah. that out. And you just don't allow yourself to No, to I'd be probably that. in Russia with a huge belly drinking beer. <laughs> right now if I, you know, what time that uh experience but uh, it's huge man it, it's huge because it's so funny like we just we build up so much shit in our heads in our mind right like mm -hmm. you can be your worst enemy you can and it's so true like like for the most part you're just making the shit up it's true it's just like a, it's like a, roller, yeah. like, a like a snowball so right true. effect like you just make shit up when none of it's freaking real it's not real none of like it. just stop it like stop right now Right again, going back to the to the idea of um, 
dropping what you must, right? Like yeah. what's like we and this is like I got this from the, my last uh, uh, teacher Shane Yoga. Like they talk a lot about stories that you make up about yourself. Like oh, I'm okay. not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. Right. So what's if none of that was real? What's on the other side of the story? What is possible, right? Wow. When you don't have that, it makes so much sense, Tremendous dude. Of we sense. all we all make we all make so much shit about ourselves that none of it it's real. So you have to look from outside on yourself. Like if that wasn't real, what could I've done? Oh, I could have done this, this, that. I could have you know been here and there. Like so, why are you stopping from why are you stopping yourself from reaching your full potential or trying new things or becoming something uh, huge. bigger? It's huge. It's you huge. Know? How do you keep yourself so accountable? I don't know. The, the, the voice in my head, man. The Just voice that in voice. My head. Yeah. Like, I gotta be, like, listen, like, I've gotten a lot better. I gotta be thankful for my wife because yeah. she would remind me to just be proud of yourself. I feel like yeah. I'm never like enough. I don't acknowledge, sometimes I don't even acknowledge my accomplishments. Really? I don't, like I have to like, I gotta do more, I gotta do more. Like I gotta like, I gotta improve more. I gotta like make something mm -hmm. up. And she's like, hey, like just look back on your accomplishments. Like you're, you know, you black belt, you open a yoga studio, you know, like you've done so much. Like be proud of that. I go, yeah, you're right. It's very important. That's yeah. a very important part it is. of the journey, you know? Um, the Gary V that you mentioned, you mentioned earlier, I think he's he thinks he's a brilliant person. He is. I think he's phenomenal, I and guy. I uh, have a lot of respect for what he's done. But one thing I don't like about his form, and I can kind of tell by the way how feverishly you attack social media mm -hmm. and just your um, relentlessness, and the the fact that you even captured that moment that happened on the beach on um, video just shows that you you, you subscribe to Gary V's sure. um, approach. My thing with his approach is that it doesn't calculate happiness mm -hmm. because it's that same. I don't think that Gary says anything that's original. I think his biggest um, appeal is that he's saying the same things because those concepts are and those principles are what work to make you successful. Mm -hmm. He's just saying them in such a creative way that people mm -hmm. can't see the connection, which is fine. But the thing that bothers me is that anybody can be successful working 90 hours a week sure. with the right formula. Yeah. But will you be happy? How When you look at Gary, the dude looks like he's 70. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I'm not taking anything away from him. No, no, no. But that grind is very hard, and that's why it's important it to have someone like your wife who says, hey, look back. Yeah. Look back. Just sure, slow yeah. down a little bit, you know? Yeah. Don't necessarily cut your 90 hours, no. but just be, be, in the, be mindful mm -hmm. of, you know, this is the moment that you're in and, yeah. and you know, enjoy uh, the fruits of your labor as mm -hmm. opposed to just, just stacking them up. So one day yeah, I'm going to yeah, be able to yeah, sit, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's I very think, important. I think he acknowledged that too. Cause I, I, I seen one of his videos saying like, listen guys, like you don't have to do this. Like you don't mm -hmm. have to like hustle, hustle, work, 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 whatever, do all of that. It's like, he's like, I got friends who make, who make uh 60, 70 grand a year. Okay. And they're the happiest dudes ever. They play video games, they go to football games, they bring their kids to soccer practices. Like if you're happy there, awesome yeah. right but i think he's he's uh approach more to the people that like uh complain that they want to be successful but they're not doing shit got it got you, you. know yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. I, i'm with you yeah, i'm with yeah. you on that for yeah, sure yeah. that's cool mm -hmm. i used to you do have a really good work-life balance but just a lot of people that apply to that whole gary thing i'm like guys just yeah just no. be aware of the fact that you know 
you have to be mindful of Absolutely. and aware of what you've accomplished and looking mm-hmm. back and just taking that break. Maybe even if just taking a little bit of time off to pull it yeah. all in, but just, man, don't be, don't be 35 with the body and the mind and, uh, and a heart of a nine-year-old because you're oh, yeah. so much. That yeah. sucks, you know? Yeah. And that, that's the, that's the thing. You, you have to do like recreational stuff. Like, yeah. Cause you're going to get burned out, man. You will like, get you, burned when out. you work so much, you're going to be burned out. Then mm. you're not going to do shit exactly. for days. Right. Then so you have to balance. Yeah, yeah, so you have to balance. All right. Do something that you enjoy, you know, and like. Maybe be lazy and watch Netflix all day. You know? <laughs> We're all humans, right? It's true. It's true. It's, it's true. And you need that. You need that Absolutely. to, uh, to yeah, eat. Some, eat some junk food, but only once in a while. Yeah, you know? yeah you're right. Wings Your body something. needs it. Body Absolutely. Needs it. It's, it's more like for your brain just yeah. to get that satisfaction. Yeah. And just know, give it, feed it a little bit. Feed that monster just a little bit. And then bit. you're going to eat so much shit. You're like, fuck, why did I eat so much? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, true. I'm not going to do this. Like, well, like you, you said, a, like, at the end of the day, you're just saying there's a time and place for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just don't make it every day. No, no, no. Know? Moderation. Man. Moderation. That's cool. it. All right. I think it's time to wrap this up. How long do you think we've been we've been talking now? Honestly, no idea. Hour and 42 minutes. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Flew by. Flew by. That's what, when you're having fun, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, um, yeah. But I want to take, tell you, I uh, thank you for joining me on the show. I definitely ha- want to have you back. Okay. We didn't talk about jujitsu as much as I wanted, but there was so much about your life that it inspires me. I know it inspires people at the gym. Uh, when I was kind of doing some of my research, mm-hmm. just a lot of people were excited that I was going to be able to get you on here and get some awesome. of your story out there because it's so inspirational. So thank you for joining is there anyone that you want to plug or your um, any more of your, like for your, your yoga, how can I get a hold of you? Where's the school? <laughs> yeah, I just want to thank you first for having me here. Yeah. I'm very happy to be here. And, uh, you know, I had a blast. Um, so my yoga studio is Sila Yoga, right? It's right in MSBJJ gym, which is a 131 Saratoga Ave. All the way in the back, stop in. I have a deal right now going uh, one week free yoga. Yeah, just uh, just show up. That's all you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Like whether you have experience or not, you know, guy, girl, older, younger, just just come in, get on your yoga mat. We'll move and uh, we'll flow and breathe, and uh, you you you'll see for yourself that this is this is the real deal, the real man. Deal. Yeah. So and you can always come to jujitsu as well. I teach on Tuesday nights. I'll be taking over uh, Saturdays now too. Okay. So I'll be teaching Tuesday nights and Saturdays, like a review. Um, yeah, I, I think that's about it, that's man. About you it. can find me on Instagram, Sila Yoga, or Facebook, Sila Yoga. Um, yeah, All thank right. you for having me. Excellent. Thanks for joining. All right. All right. We'll see you guys again next week. I just want to take a second and thank all my listeners for the support that you guys have been giving. It's been huge. Um, a lot of exciting things have been coming to cl- together in the last few weeks. So I have some pretty exciting announcements for you. Um, but right now I'm in the flow of just getting a lot of guests on, a lot of guests that... Uh, I wanted to have on before my little hiatus. Um, and it seems like everything is just lining up. So I'm going to keep on pumping out the shows. I hope you guys are enjoying the content. Like I said, I really appreciate the feedback. If it's your first time listening, make sure you subscribe to whatever uh, feed that you're listening through, be it iTunes, Spotify, or Anchor. Um, just subscribe so you know every time a new episode comes up because I have a lot of new guests that are going to be coming on, a lot of good conversations with great inspirational content um, for whatever you're doing all right so thanks again for the support Um, i'll see you or i won't see you at all Uh, you'll hear from me again later on this week and we'll just keep on bumping out the episodes all right mate